Hi friends, my name is Jody Sweet and I am a life coach and spiritual director traveling the country with my family in an RV as we seek to find the joy in the journey. I've been studying the Bible for over 20 years and I freaking love it. Now I'm sharing it with you in the hopes that you discover that you do too. We're going to start by claiming the space in which your physical body currently is as holy space, where the presence of the Lord is near and welcomed. Take a few deep breaths and connect with him as we begin our time together. Jesus, you are our one and only a bridge to a life that our hearts could only long for without you. Please show us what you have for us today. Amen. Guys, I'm feeling a little gushy about Jesus right now. I've been digging into the sixth chapter of John, getting ready for today, and I just can't get over how rad he is. I, I really can't put it into words, so I'm just going to read the passage from John and hope that the Holy Spirit will bring some words to what my heart is feeling. I don't think I'm going to get through the whole sixth chapter, but here's I think I'm going to go with this part. So here's where to start. I'm reading from the Passion Translation today, and it's in a section titled, Jesus Living Bread. The events of which happen the day after he feeds 5,000 people with two fish and five loaves of bread on a shore of the Sea of Galilee. The next morning, everybody is still hanging out on the shore of Galilee, but they realize that Jesus isn't there anymore. And so a bunch of them go off to find him, which they do in Capernaum, which is where we're picking it up in John 6, 25 through 37. It says, when they finally found him, they asked, teacher, how did you get here? Jesus replied, let me make this very clear. You came looking for me because I fed you by a miracle, not because you believed in me. Why would you strive for food that is perishable and not be passionate to seek the food of eternal life, which never spoils? I, the son of man, am ready to give you what matters most, for God the Father has destined me for this purpose. They replied, So what should we do if we want to do God's work? Jesus answered, The work you can do for God starts with believing in the one he has sent. They replied, Show us a miracle so we can see it, and then we'll believe you. Moses took care of our ancestors who were fed by the miracle of manna every day in the desert. Just like the scripture says, he fed them with bread from heaven. What sign will you perform for us? The truth is, Jesus said, Moses didn't give you the bread of heaven. It's my father who offers bread that comes as a dramatic sign of heaven. The bread of God is the one who came out of heaven to give his life to feed the world. Then please, sir, give us this bread every day, they replied. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Come every day to me and you will never be hungry. Believe in me and you will never be thirsty. Okay, I'm going to stop here, but there is so much more in this chapter that I encourage you to go read it later. Jesus just gets weird and mysterious and challenging. He's just the best. But there's enough just right here to keep us busy for today. And I think it speaks to a common struggle that most of us share. The pursuit of worldly things that provide immediate gratification rather than spiritual things that will sustain us for the long haul. And here, Jesus is addressing it in real time and actually teaching them and us how to navigate and overcome that struggle. First, he flips things upside down by not responding to the question they have 
but giving them the answer that they need. Remember back in the first part, it says, when they finally found him, they asked him, teacher, how did you get here? Jesus replied, let me make this very clear. You came looking for me because I fed you by a miracle, not because you believed in me. This is why I love Jesus so much. He's so great. He is the velvetiest, that's a really hard word to say, velvetiest hammer ever. He will call you out on your ish, but with such love and gentleness that it doesn't hurt unless you deny it. These people had followed Jesus to Capernaum because he fed their bellies with those fish and loaves and they were looking for more. They wanted him to explain himself, to give them what they wanted by satisfying their curiosity. And he turns it around on them and basically says, check your heart. And to steal a line from The Bachelor, you're not here for the right reasons. But he also graciously and lovingly tries to meet them where they are and guide them to where they need to be. As he continues in verse 22, why would you strive for food that is perishable and not be passionate to seek the food of eternal life, which never spoils? I, the son of man, am ready to give you what matters most. For God the Father has destined me for this purpose. They're looking for more food. Jesus is trying to help them understand that he is offering something more. But those people aren't interested in hearing about what Jesus has to say. Bless their hearts. They're too consumed by their own agenda. They replied and said, so what should we do if we want to do God's work? If I were Jesus, this would be a palm to forehead slap moment for me. God's work? Where did that even come from? What does that even have to do with anything? Well, it actually reveals their agenda. They want to know what work they have to do to get more of the bread that will fill their bellies. I.e., what do I have to do to have a good life where all my wants and desires are satisfied? Sound familiar yet? I'm not gonna lie, I hear echoes of my own prayer life in this. I have experienced miraculous provision, and yet it doesn't stop me from complaining when I don't get what I want when I want it, and sometimes doubting whether Jesus even cares about me or exists because of it. But our loving, gentle Jesus just keeps trying. When they asked him what we should do if we want to do God's work, he responds, the work you can do for God starts with believing in the one he has sent. They replied, show us a miracle so we can see it and then we'll believe you. Moses took care of our ancestors who were fed by the miracle of manna every day in the desert. Just like the scripture says, he fed them with bread from heaven. What sign will you perform for us? I can't believe that those people were not just struck dead right then. Who do they think they are? They sound like such whiny babies demanding things from the ruler of heaven and earth. They're like dance monkey dance. You show me first. Thankfully, I'm not in charge of the smoting. And Jesus is so much more patient than I could ever be. And he tries again in verse 32. The truth is, Jesus said, Moses didn't give you the bread of heaven. It's my father who offers bread that comes as a dramatic sign of heaven. The bread of God is the one who came out of heaven to give his life to feed the world. Then please, sir, give us this bread every day, they replied. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Come every day to me and you will never be hungry. Believe in me and you will never be thirsty. Now, I'd like to say that everyone who was there was convicted by what Jesus was saying, but they weren't because it just keeps going and Jesus patiently keeps trying. And we don't actually know how their individual stories turned out. All we have are our own stories and an invitation from Jesus to move past what we want and discover what we need. To be honest, if people got smoted, smote, 
If people got struck dead for acting like a whiny baby and demanding that God answer to them, we'd all be dead. My prayer life is filled with, if only you'd do this, or why did you let this happen? But the invitation from Jesus is to change the narrative and choose to trust that Jesus can and will provide what we need, even if it doesn't line up with our own agenda of wants. Rather than saying, if only you do this, ask, why am I here? What am I to learn from this? Rather than asking Jesus, why is this so hard? Ask, how are you protecting me? What gifts are you trying to give me within this? These people in John 6, they wanted food for their bellies. We want financial stability, easy relationships, and fast internet. All are valid wants, but they're superficial, temporary, and not what we need. What we need is to trust that Jesus is real and that he alone can truly satisfy us regardless of our circumstances. We're just gonna spend a few moments here just taking that in. Take what you heard from this story with Jesus and bring it to him. It might be what I was talking about, it might be something else, but just take the time and acknowledge that Jesus is with you right now and that he is offering himself as the bread of life to you. If you're sitting in your house or your car or you're on a walk, I don't know where you are, but just picture Jesus is like, almost like giving himself to you and saying, here I am. I am the bread you need. Will you take it? We'll spend a few minutes here and then I'll pray for us. Jesus, it is a constant struggle for all of us to move past our earthly wants and seek what you provide that we really need. In your name I pray, amen. Now let's spend a few moments praying for our people. Who are the people in your life who need to know that Jesus is real? Let's spend a few minutes praying for them and then we'll wrap it up. I'm going to end today with Jesus' own words because they're so beautiful. Jesus is saying to you, and hear this truth, my friends. I am the bread of life. Come every day to me and you will never be hungry. Believe in me and you will never be thirsty. Thank you so much for listening to Live Idlewild with Jody Swee. If you love this podcast, there are three ways that you can support my continued work. One, you can jump on over to Patreon and become a patron and enjoy bonus content that you can't get anywhere else. The second way you can support my work is to share this with others. Tell them, hey, I've got this rad podcast you should listen to or put it on your social media and get it out there. The third thing you can do is go to iTunes and leave this little podcast a rating or comment that hopefully is good and will encourage people to listen to it. If you've got a bad comment, just don't go to, it's, don't go to iTunes. Thanks. <laughs> Until next time, my friends, may you live in the love and joy of Jesus and allow it to grow wild within you until it overflows to others.